Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en Español.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Living life as a gringo Where you question Where you fit And every time you mingle They say you do this With not enough that My rapping is really bad <laughs> This life as a gringo Yes, hello and welcome To another episode of Life as a gringo I am Dramos, of course And it is Thursday So it means it's time For our Thursday Trends episode But a very special episode Of, uh, of Thursday Trends We're going to do a, uh, a best and worst of 2022. So we're going to be doing best and worst of 2022, helping me break it all down. My guest this week is an incredibly popular TikToker. He's been on the show before. Anthony Milian, how you feeling, my bro? I'm good, bro. Thank you for having me again. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Of course. Of course, man. So I'm I'm really excited to kind of break down. I, I love these sort of end of year lists. I think it, uh, it's a bit therapeutic to get, you know, some of the bad juju off of us as well when we talk about some of the the worst things uh, and then being able to celebrate some of the best from from the last year. First and foremost, on a personal level, uh, how would you rate your 2022? Oh, man, it's been it's been amazing. Um, mm. My 2022 has been great. Um, I got <laughs> I hit I got 200 uh well, excuse me, 175,000 new followers on TikTok. Wow. And yeah. then on top of that, like I got, um, I, I started in April, I started my Instagram with 70 followers. And at the end of the year, I got 11,800 now. And it's like, nice. I mean, I don't know what I did, but I just want to take whatever <laughs> that is into 2023, man. 
<laughs> right, right. I mean, but I, I think it's beautiful. And for anybody that doesn't follow you, I mean, you definitely should because I think it it showcases you're out there. You're not putting, you know, uh, you know, terrible, demeaning, you know, content out right. there that, uh, you know, takes advantage of a community and shows their worst moments. You're not, you know, putting out there uh, things that are like sexualized to get easy clips. You're you're posting informative content based around your culture. Right. And people are receiving it in that way. And it gives me hope for the future of social media and especially something like TikTok, where, you know, you're seeing people with a lot of followers who do really informative uh, content and education based content. And they're getting those those, you know, big followings. I think there's something really incredible to to kind of feel a, bit, a little bit positive about the the positive effects, I guess you could say, of where social media could be heading. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's super positive. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a beautiful thing to see. And uh, especially in the fast food culture that we live in today, I think uh, anybody putting out quality content and getting a, a following definitely is a, a beautiful thing. Now, we're going to we're going to cover some some positive things that we've seen in the last year. But of course, we also have to talk about some of the worst things uh, from from this last year. Now, I don't want to want to ruin it. I'm not going to tease it yet. So we, we are just going to kind of hop into some of these topics. Let's uh, let's start with the bad just so we can get that out of the way and, and we'll end on a high note. So uh, if it's cool with you, man, I want to do a, a deep dive into some of the worst from 2022 in a segment we call for the people in the back. Say a lot for the people in the back. All right, man. So I I, uh, I want to kind of start with some of the things that, that I pulled here as far as my worst. And then uh, I know you have something as well. My my, my worst that I, I pulled here, the, the first one that I immediately came to my mind. Um, and and it is the, the turning of, of Roe v. Wade, right? That the overturn of, of Roe v. Wade, a woman's right to choose uh, and and sort of the domino effect of potential other things that could get overturned as a result. And and the reality of it being it it's going to truly if affect the people who are already disenfranchised, right? People of color who don't come from means who aren't able to uh, travel to another state to have an abortion, who aren't able to fly to another country. If God forbid it was, you know, across the board illegal. Uh, and and again, it, it's just this weird notion of of like. Christian white supremacy. We need to dictate what happens and what other people do. And then also the irony of, of a Republican Party who claims that they want less government, but then has right. no problem having the government tell a, a woman what she can or cannot do with her body. Absolutely. It's crazy, man, because like the way I see it, it's, it's definitely a woman's choice. Mm -hmm. And you have this party like I live in South Carolina. Yeah. You have this party here who's all about liberty and they'll give you the liberty to do whatever you want, right. except when it comes to your healthcare decisions. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, it's mind boggling because when you confront people about it, when you say these things, yeah, everyone should have liberty. Well, what about abortion? Oh, absolutely not. Right. You need to stop that from happening. Right. But the core value, like the core thing about it is like with a lot of Republicans is that the, the job is, it comes down to money. Everything that they do comes down to money. And if they know they're not going to have a base of people that are poor, that are going to take these low wage jobs, mm. then that's why they're pushing this 
this anti-abortion thing mm-hmm. because they know if you have a woman that doesn't have any means, she doesn't have money, that child is going to be raised in poverty. Right. They're going to take low-wage jobs. It's all about getting service workers mm-hmm. to be born so they can work for you in the in the future. And of course, it's not going to be 100% of the case. And that 1% of the case, they'll prop those people up and be like, hey, you can do it too. Right. And the cycle of capitalism continues, man. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and to your point, it's funny that we care so much about this, this, you know, entity that is in a woman's stomach, right? That they're claiming to be a life. But once it is then born, the child is born, they stop giving a shit about it altogether, right? They don't, they don't no, care about <laughs> uh, giving women, you know, guaranteed uh, maternal leave. They don't care about universal health care to make sure that people are able to afford uh, taking care of themselves. We have an incredible, uh, you know, poverty uh, rate in this in this country, an issue of poverty and a terrible mm-hmm. health care system. Like they, they stop caring about human life uh, once it, it you know, doesn't serve them politically. Right, right, right. And the, the thing about it is like our health care system is slowly imploding. Mm. They just announced that in a lot of these places in America, there's not enough doctors. Yeah. They're not approving a lot of visas to bring to bring uh, medical professionals from other countries. Mm-hmm. There's not enough nurses. There's not enough healthcare staff. Like, and when we can't train them by our standards fast enough, sure. so like we're go. There are hospitals in this country that like there's one doctor for like forty patients. Right. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, I mean, I don't I don't know how it is in South Carolina. You know, I'd love to hear for you. But up here, like I can remember being a kid, if I got sick, like I had the flu and I had to stay home, my parents could call my doctor and they would make an appointment that day and I'd go see my doctor. Right now, your primary care physician can't see you even the same week. Right. So by the time right. they're able to see you, you're either going to be dead from this thing if it goes untreated. <laughs> You know, or, or or you're no longer sick. So now they have these like um, urgent care centers, right, where they're popping up all over the place. It's more expensive. Uh, and, and on top of that, the doctor quality is not great. Right. These are, are people who don't have as much training. So you're not getting the same level of care as you would from your right. primary physician. Yet they have become the norm because doctors are so overwhelmed. You know, at least up here, I'd, I'd imagine it's probably similar where you are as well. It's the same here. So like a lot of the residents, like a lot of doc, a lot of doctors that go and eventually work up north, mm-hmm. they do their residencies in the south yeah. because it's cheaper. The medical schools down here, are, I would assume, are cheaper than like NYU Medical School or any medical school in New York. Sure. So when you go to an urgent care, you're seeing a, a second year resident. Right. And nine out of ten times, I went to urgent care about six months ago for a back issue because yeah. I have back spasms. Right. And he was just like, he looked at my back. He was like, hmm. We're just going to send you to the emergency room. And nine out of ten right. times, that's what they do. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like, if you go home, like, if it's just, like, if, for me, it's just back spasms. But if you go home and I collapse and die, they don't want to be held accountable. Right. So then it's like, let's just send you to the emergency room. Yeah. And the whole time, the crazy thing is, like, they have, like, CAT scan machines there, x-ray machines there, but they just don't want to use them because they're like, this is more paperwork for me. Mm. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's really... Again, like um, you got to love the American propaganda that like has us thinking everything's OK. Greatest country in the world. And everybody else is like living on dirt floors. Uh, meanwhile, other countries have an, an amazing universal health care system. Uh, never pay out of pocket this, that and the third. Now, uh, continuing on with this, this topic of abortion, the last thing I do want to touch on is the topic of religion. Right. Like 
I personally have no issue whatsoever with anybody's religious beliefs. I have devout Christians in my family that are that are incredibly close to me. But the these people on the right, particularly these extremists, feel like they they need to force everybody to abide by their Christian standards, right? And this is like such an old world mentality when people were literally just invading one another's country and you had to uh, you know, become a Christian or they would literally kill you. And this is the same thing with uh, yeah. indigenous people, right, who, who experience mm -hmm. the same types of things. And it's ironic because you have these people who always point to the Constitution and the uh, foundation of this country and ignore the fact that a separation of, of church and state is a part of the foundation of this country. And and we have this other fight even beyond abortion, but the idea of being able to pray in schools and things like that, when if it was a Muslim teacher and she was was uh, was was praying with the students, asking those students to to pray. Do you really think that those white parents would be okay with that, right? But somehow, some way, because it's Christianity, they're allowed to force it down other people's throats. That's part of white supremacy. Yeah. Christianity is considered a a pure religion. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you know, once you once you hit Islam and stuff like that, oh, those are like those like brown people over there right. that do that. You know, or like those black people over there that do that. Yeah. It's like it's it's considered like, oh, this is a clean religion. Right. Christianity. Right. You know? Right. Well, and that's why like like white supremacy is weird because like Christians, evangelical Christians in the South, they get along really well with Mormons. Yeah. And like Mormons have, tend to be like majority white. And it's crazy because like they don't even believe the same thing, but they like love each other because their values are the same. Right. Anyway. Right. Well, yeah, it, it's, it's the <laughs> idea of like Islam is is. Uh, somebody who is brown, right? And right. and and somebody. Okay, so the the idea, like they love to put everybody in the same box, right? So, right. Uh, you know, people who follow Islam are violent because of a small percentage of of extremists, right? But ignoring mm -hmm. the fact that there's so much historical violence around Christianity that you could literally say the same thing about a Christian. But what inherently makes them scarier is the fact that they are brown rather than white. Mm -hmm. Bro, we have bro, we have Christian militias up in the mountains here mm -hmm. in South Carolina and North Carolina that want to take down the government yeah. for the name of God right. with the Bible in their hand. Like it's not even it's not even like a 20, 30, 100 year old thing. They're alive now. Yeah. Yeah. It it's it's crazy. <laughs> it it's dumb and I I've been on this mission of like really trying to not tear down the other side but instead just try and speak facts and and try to be empathetic mm -hmm. to where people are coming from. But the line is 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 this. I have no problem with you being a Republican, but call it like you right. see it. Call out the bullshit. Right. Call out the hypocrisy. Right. Call out the people who are just there to get TV clicks and demand better right. from them. That's all that I'm asking for. Live in the real world. And I have no Absolutely. problem with who you vote for. We can have those debates about policy. We can have debates about ideology. But you have to live in the real world and not... Uh, sit here subscribing to bullshit because it's convenient for what you were, you know, brought up on. Absolutely, bro. You you hit the nail on the head with that because it's like you these people. There's no way they can hear the shit Trump says. Yeah, you know, and think, oh, this is right. right. And you could kind of tell on their face sometimes they'd be like, oh, this is this is bullshit. Right. But you know what? I'm just gonna go with the flow. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go with whatever's here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think if their identity is so tied into being a Republican or being a Christian that they have to find ways to make an excuse for something they don't agree with or something that that, you know, uh, party is doing wrong, because if they don't, then it impacts, you know, how they view themselves. Right. Because they're so intertwined 
with with you know being a Republican, being a MAGA person, whatever right. it is, and that that's scary, right? And some of these people are financially invested in that cult, mm. so to go against that cult means their life is ruined. Right? They ain't making no money. Right? Right? Well, that, that, that's and that's a great point, and I mean. And it, and it kind of leads to this because we talk about a lack of common sense and and money in general, because that's the only explanation why uh, this is still happening. And it's the idea of gun reform. Right. And no movement of it happening in this country. And, and this year we saw horrific mass shooting after mass shooting. I mean, you talk about man, what happened in in Uvalde, Texas, at the elementary school where, where babies are, are being gunned down with, uh, you know, uh, military grade weapons in in a buffalo supermarket uh where where black people are being targeted while while shopping for groceries and then recently at uh at club q in colorado springs you know a, a lgbtq plus club where they were targeted simply for being queer right and and right of course the the weapon of choice in in most of these shootings is going to be you know an assault rifle an ar-15 right and First and foremost, I mean, because we, we can get into what creates this sort of hatred that we're seeing, specifically when we talk about what happened in Buffalo, where black people were targeted or in Club Q, where the uh, LGBTQ plus community was being targeted. But specifically when it comes to gun reform, like logic should tell all of us that if the police are too scared to engage with a certain weaponry, civilians probably shouldn't be able to get their hands on it and, and shouldn't be able to get their hands on it so easily at a bare minimum. Right. Like. The right, the right, right likes to blame it on a mental health issue in this country. And and listen, I, I agree. I think mental health is incredibly undiagnosed in this country and has been swept under the rug for far too long. But with that said, what are you doing to address it and then prevent further things happening? Right. There's nobody talking about universal health coverage for, me, uh, for mental health. Right. And, and on top of that, if mental health is such an issue. Why are we making guns so easy to purchase by people who potentially have mental health issues? Absolutely. Why isn't there why isn't there a mental health screening mm -hmm. for people who want to buy guns? Right. It just makes it makes sense. But then, like, when you when I speak to people that are on the right, a lot of times they'll say, well, then they're going to change what the standard is for mental health. And then I, what if I'm considered that person that can't have a gun, then. <laughs> Okay. You're crazy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you are scared to pass a mental <laughs> health test, I don't want you holding a gun. I don't want you having a gun. Right. right. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> if you can't confidently walk into that test and feel good about the fact that you're not going to have any issues, then you probably right. should not be owning a, a military right. grade weapon. I'm sorry. Like, if, 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 if a mental health professional is going to ask you questions about having something that could take the lives mm -hmm. of children, yes. right? And you're scared that you can't answer those questions correctly. Right. Then you don't need that. Right. You know, whatever it is, <laughs> even whether it's a gun, whether it's a car, right. whatever the fuck it is, right. you don't need it. Right. Well, that, that's 100 percent true. And then even on top of that, because that that should be logic. Yeah, we should do that. These people can't even get behind universal background checks. Right. Like, why the fuck know. is that up for debate? That's. Like, right. why should that not be a uniform system that regardless of what state you're in, they can easily cross reference, you know, any anything that you've had with issues in the past and, and be able to check that before selling you a gun? Why is that like, oh, my God, we can never do that. That doesn't make any sense. Right. Because they know what their base consists of. Mm. They know 100 mm -hmm. percent that their base consists of people that don't like the government, yep. that do crazy things, that over want to overthrow the government. They do they do crazy things. Where they have criminal records, yep. 
And they know that a lot of their base is going to be exempt from purchasing guns if they do universal background checks. Right. Well, and, and it's also a lot of these guys are taking, you know, these quote unquote political contributions from the NRA. Right. Like, I mean, Absolutely. you had these guys going and speaking at a NRA conference the week after Uvalde, Texas shooting happened. And it, the conference was in Texas. Right. Like like right. that, that is disgusting to think that people who are holding office don't see any issue with that fact of, of them going and speaking on this. And and it's just it it's crazy to me. They don't even try and hide their their, you know, corruptness anymore. And and again, this is where I call like any rational Republican. They are literally calling you a fool because they don't even have to hide the fact that they are uh, pocketing money from the NRA and voting against things that would literally yeah. make every single one of us feel a bit safer. Absolutely. They don't care about you at the end of the mm -hmm. day. Right. No. They'll care about your children being killed. As long as this, as long as the dollar is green, they're good to do whatever it is they need to do. One hundred percent. And also, when you talk about you know specifically what happened in Colorado, right, where you have these Republican talking points that the the uh, LGBTQ plus community is grooming, you know, you know, for for pedophilia and all these different things. Like, what the fuck do you think is going to happen, right? You're acknowledging there's right. a mental health issue in this country. Guns are incredibly easy to buy. Then on top of that, you are literally activating people who are mentally unwell by telling them that their, you know, kids are are at risk from this, you know, from these uh, drag shows that like are, are fucking. I didn't know that children are being, you know, shown bust the drag shows at large numbers like right. this, like where it's right. even a, a topic of conversation. But absolutely, you're, you're like <laughs> the Republican Party is is literally like. Uh, loving the fact that their mental health is a crisis in this country because they're able to literally just penetrate the fears of these people and then activate them and then, you know, wash their hands clean of it. Say, oh, you know, we, we're just speaking words. We don't have anything to do with what these guys uh, actually yeah, do in right. the real world. <laughs> right, right, right. It's crazy, man. It, it's just, uh. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it, it's fucking scary. And it's and it's yeah. it, it's really sad. Now, kind of uh, everything has been flowing into one another on the topic of, of mental health. I know that you had a specific uh topic you wanted to bring up as something that you thought was one of the worst things of, of 2022 kanye west man yes oh, the most unhinged uh <sighs> unhinged unchecked mentally unwell individual and it shows me like if you have a certain amount of money if you're a man and you have a certain amount of money yeah nobody will check you on your mental illness yeah like britney spears had hundreds of millions of dollars mm -hmm. and she was put under conservatorship yep. for 10 plus years right where she couldn't, where she could only perform and only do things at the behest of her father. Right. And Kanye West is in a situation where his actions are not just affecting him; mm -hmm. it's affecting his kids, yep. it's affecting his ex-wife because he drags them into these Instagram and these Twitter situations yep. where he talks about them. And then on top of that, it's affecting uh, marginalized communities, the Jewish community. Yeah. And if, if there was ever anyone that needed to be put under a conservatorship mm -hmm. or a gag order to shut the fuck up, it's him. <laughs> it's him. <laughs> yeah, I, I, Kanye has the the OJ disease as well, I think, because remember the, the Jay-Z line where, where he references a, a quote from OJ where OJ says, I'm not black, I'm OJ, right? And OJ, the, right, right. right. And the, the irony is Kanye West is hanging around with a white supremacist in Nick Fuentes who openly talks about being a white supremacist Yet somehow, as a black right. man, thinks that because he's rich and famous, he is above, uh, you know, being being shunned or judged by white people. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing is, like, I think he wants that base to rally around him. Yeah. And to like help him get opportunities, like opportunities with Adidas. And mm-hmm. did you see right after Adidas dropped him, he showed up at the Skechers office. Right. <laughs> right. He found out that the Skechers CEOs are Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like I he's he's wants he wants the younger crowd mm. to fall in love with him and his ideals. He wants young white men to fall in love with his his ideals and help him get opportunities where he's lost them for what he said. Um and at the end of the day. Kanye West is just a, a formerly cool 40-year-old, 40-plus-year-old yeah. divorced dad. Right. So he's just trying to get his swag back. He's trying to, like, look at me, look how cool I am for this old guy. Right. So, right. <laughs> I mean, also, to me, I mean, I, this is, is, is just my own take, but to me, it's also going back to this overvaluing of whiteness, right? It, it's this right. idea that, like, you know, he had the the black community, he had people of color, he had the world of hip hop and streetwear and all of the above, but it's like not enough for him, right? He wants to get white America and like the whitest part of America to accept him and sort of bow down to him, right? Like it, that that's yeah, why yeah. he's, you know, kissing Trump's ass and all these people who represent like this modern day idea of, of like white supremacy, you know? Uh, it, it It is like the old colonial the the poison of of colonization right in full effect that that he's living out right now absolutely absolutely it's it's something else man to watch the watch that whole situation unfold is something else and i haven't heard anything about kanye in like the last two weeks yeah so i i I doubt it but i hope he's getting some sort of help or maybe the new cycle is just like you know what he's just not 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 doing it for us anymore let's stop talking about him right right. yeah i I think I think at this point, we've gotten all the clickbait we possibly could out of him, which is, I right. think, another sad aspect of it, too. I mean, to, to play devil's advocate, you have these platforms uh, bringing him on and giving him a space to spew his nonsense, knowing that he's unhinged and knowing that he is speaking right. really disgusting and hateful rhetoric. But they're doing it because they know it's going to drive views. It's going to make them go viral. And and they're, again, taking advantage of him. And I think it also speaks to the idea that you, you talk about being a, a rich uh, man in America. Nobody's checking him to say, dude, stop going on these platforms. They're taking advantage yeah. of you. Yeah. And I'm sure he's paying Nick Fuentes yep. and Candace Owens. Yeah, I'm sure they're not just helping him out of the kindness of their heart. Right. He has to be throwing them some coin. Right. Has to be. Right. Right. And, and the, the last thing I say is the saddest fucking part about about this whole thing is was the visual of of uh, Nick Fuentes and Kanye in a strip mall hibachi restaurant? Uh, like, just like that. This is where this man's life has gotten. But like, nothing wrong yeah. with with a little strip mall hibachi. But if you are Kanye West and you are used to the finer things of life, this is where you are right. in a public hibachi right. restaurant eating with Nick Fuentes. Right. I saw. I saw where he was in a Five Guys burgers and fries, and he was sitting in the corner just eating by himself. <laughs> and I was like. I'm, do you ever have like a moment of self-introspection where you're like, damn, this is where I started. This is where I am now. Like, yeah, I mean, bro, like, come on, let's think. Let, let's, you know, but listen, mental illness is crazy like that. Yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is a, a, a real thing. And and as much as, you know, uh, he definitely needs to be held accountable for his words, his actions. Right. Um, you uh, you do hope that he does get the the help that he he needs because it is sad to watch somebody destroy everything that they've worked so hard 
um, to build, especially as somebody who at one time called, you know, was called themselves a fan of his, you know, in myself. Right. Right. Me too. I was a huge fan of Kanye. Yeah. Not so much anymore. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a fan of Kanye West getting help. Right. That's what I'm a fan of. <laughs> <laughs> I could get on board with that. All right. So we, we've touched on some of the worst things from, from 2022. Uh, I want to now kind of cleanse the palate and, and get into the positive stuff because it still was a, a positive year in, in many ways. So we'll do that in our Mi Gente segment. But first, let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en Español.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. All right, so we're getting into the best of 2022. Uh, for, for me, I have to say, and even though I'm trying to put on my empathy hat here, Trump finally getting some accountability in various ways has been an amazing part of 2022. Um, you have his company getting found guilty of, of uh, a multitude of, uh, of tax fraud uh, char- uh, charges. You have the uh, January 6th committee recommending criminal charges for his involvement in the attempted coup. The House committee just voted to make his taxes public finally so we can see what the fuck he's been hiding uh, when he decided to break tradition uh, that, you know, and not release his taxes, even though every other public official has done so. Um, And also you had the raid at Mar-a-Lago where uh, they stopped playing nice with him and told him you need to give back these fucking classified documents. 
because any other American citizen would be in handcuffs right now if we were to give him the same courtesy. Uh, so I, I've listed a few things. He obviously has a, a number of court cases still ongoing that he is is battling. But I mean, you know, seeing what, what a person who seemed to be bulletproof for so long and how frustrating it was as a normal person who would uh, be, you know, never heard from again for any one of these things to see him continuously get away with the nonsense. Uh, what, what's your, your take this year watching this kind of unfold this way? Watching this happen? Uh, part of me is like, if he's behind bars or if he's in handcuffs at any point, yeah. that's a win. Right. But watching rich people move over the years and how they're able to skirt laws, even when they'll get so, the federal government will get so close to getting them. Right. And then something will happen. They'll be like, oh, they'll skirt on the bus. But honestly, I think that's the only reason he's running for president because mm. there's certain protections that you have right. when you're running for president that the normal person doesn't have. So if he's like under all these investigations, and I'm sure there are people in the federal government that are whispering in his ear, yo, you're about to go to fucking jail right. if you don't do this, that, and the third. Um, so he's like, yo, let me let me run for president real quick. Yeah. I don't care how I'm going to get the money. I'm going to sell these NFTs. Right. I'm going to get me a little coin. I'm, I'm going to sell these little trading cards yeah. and get me some money. And, you know, I'm going to ride this out until I can uh, come up with a legal case. And I'm sure behind the scenes, he's, he's talking with his attorneys, yeah. trying to figure out a way past this. But listen, I believe it when I see it. I saw it's a win so far. But it's a win with like, mm, I'm going to need to watch the whole thing play out. Right. Well, that that I agree with. And it's sad that, you know, these these things, even though they're right in front of our faces, uh, don't actually mean much in terms of him really being held accountable. But right. this has been the close. This has been like the the biggest chinks in his armor. Right. This year, uh, we we've seen you know uh, a lot more of of him really having to kind of scramble to to get, keep himself out of fucking prison or or you know whatever else it, it might mm -hmm. be. So there is at right. least something that people are at least doing their job where they're trying to hold him accountable this time, which I think is a positive. Um, Absolutely. Now one of the other best of, of 2022 uh, I, you and i actually had the same take so i'm gonna let you talk about this yeah. one uh when it came to this person el conejo malo bad bunny yes 100 percent. yes 100 percent. watching this man thrive man like he's been killing it he's on spotify three years in a row mm -hmm. the top streamed um the top stream artist three years in a row yep do you know i mean like the crazy thing is like do you know what that says like about our people you know yeah. what i mean like like I was telling you before, like Puerto Rico is an island that you can drive from one end to the other yeah. in four hours. Yeah. Right. And he's the number one streaming artist from this small little island. In, and he's the number one streaming artist in the United States in the in a language that's not the majority language in this country. Right. Like that is crazy. So that, that shows you that like music is beyond it's beyond culture. Yes. It's beyond our norms. Mm -hmm. It's beyond our language. Like people vibe with this man on a personal level to listen to his music and they might not even understand it. Yeah. Right. That's the crazy thing about it. And they're listening to his music so much that he is winning awards for it. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's unheard of. Like, name another artist that doesn't speak English that's producing music in their own native tongue and the United States is vibing with it. Right. None. Right. Well, well, that's the thing. It, it it eliminates all the bullshit that the gatekeepers have been trying to push for so long. Oh, it's not in English. People can't understand it. You need to cross over right. and make an English album. And and he has specifically done this on purpose that not singing in English, right? It, it's not just uh, because he can't. He doesn't want to. He wants to speak in his native tongue. And and that's right. what's so beautiful about this. I mean, and even, you know, reading some of the accolades, like you said, Spotify's top streaming artists globally 
for the third year in a row. Um, his his tour broke records with four hundred thirty five million dollars in tour grossing in twenty twenty two. Right, that's a new record for concerts. His album Un Verano Sin Ti, nominated for Album of the Year at the twenty twenty three Grammys, the first Spanish language album to earn that honor in their sixty five year history. On top Crazy. of that. That same album spent 13 weeks at number one on the Billboard 200 chart. Like, you can't deny it anymore. And I remember when I was in radio, like, being like, yo, you guys should be picking up on this. Like, I understand it's not in English, but this guy is is huge. He is is a, a star. This is what people are listening to, regardless of if they are Latin or not. And people didn't want to listen to me. And now look at it. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. I it's one of those things, man, where you're like, uh, you know, it's crazy because like when I used to tell people back in 2017 or 2018 that I listened to Bad Bunny, they'd be like, Bad Bunny, what kind of name is right, that? Right, right. Now people are like, oh my gosh, did you hear that new Bad Bunny? Right. Like, and like even when I look on TikTok, I see old people who are like right. <laughs> proud at reggaeton yeah. and like, like they're listening to Bad Bunny and they're like proud of Bad Bunny now. It's crazy. And I love how he, re he represents for our people, yeah. man. Like, when he did El Apagón. Like, yeah. I mean, he did a whole documentary on the gentrification of Puerto Rico. Like, right. that's, he didn't have to do that. Right. But he loves his culture. He loves our culture so much that he did it. Yeah, and, and it's a beautiful thing. It's somebody who is on top of the world, but at the same time is not just selfishly, you know, using their platform for their own ego, but wants to make sure they're elevating their community and their culture as a whole. And I've said it a million times. I've talked about him on the show a million times, but he deserves all that recognition because he's been so incredibly intentional with his work and, and all of the attention that he's getting. Now, a, a couple of things I wanted to quickly touch that I thought were worth mentioning as far as the best of, of 2022 uh, was Wednesday on Netflix, the TV show featuring uh, Jenna Ortega. She's now nominated for a Golden Globe. Uh, you know, and and on the show, you have, you know, a Latin family. She talks about her her history. They talk about, you know, colonization and indigenous people and all of those things. And just a beautifully made uh, TV show that I think a lot of people were able to see themselves in. It didn't follow a lot of the stereotypes that we expect of, of Latin women in, in television shows. Um, and then, of course, having a name like Tim Burton attached to it, they also just begins to break down those walls. Once again, we're talking about with these gatekeepers that that talk about, you know, if you make too much of a mention of somebody's culture, that they're Latin, whatever it might be, you're going to alienate people and it won't be successful. And now as this show begins to break records and hopefully win awards, it shows you, again, the lie that that is. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I got to admit, I haven't watched it. I've been so busy, but <laughs> you, I will. <laughs> you got to check it out if you get over this little break. If you get it over the holidays, I, I highly recommend. I thought it was really dope. And the last thing I'll say is Jennifer Lopez, who I have to commend because she partnered with a nonprofit this year and they deployed $14 billion in loan capital to Latina entrepreneurs. And they say, quote, this will change the fabric of America. That's what she said of her partnership with uh, Grameen America. And they are loaning $14 billion to 600,000 Latina entrepreneurs. So it's a, 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 I guess a pot of $14 billion and it's going to be split among 600,000 Latina entrepreneurs to help empower them in starting their business, which, you know, at the end of the day, ownership and, and having, you know, generational wealth and, and all of that is the only way that we begin to elevate our community and have a seat at the table in this country and, right. and being able to own your own business and not work for someone else. And having a, a really amazing kind of uh, 
you know, helping hand to, to get your business started specifically for, for Latin women who are, mm -hmm. are being taken advantage of when you look at the pay gap in this country, um, right. you know, and, and to see them empowered in this way, I think is such a beautiful thing. And I think the, the great thing about that is like when a lot of times, like our people, whether you're black, you're Latino, mm -hmm. like you have these ideas, but like the main barrier between your implementation of those ideas. Yeah. And being successful is the money. Yeah. Like people are not really willing to invest in you. But once you get an opportunity, like what JLo is doing, yeah. where you can get that money in your hand and start implementing ideas. Right. Like you have the opportunity to sink or swim. Yes. We notice that our people, like black and Latino people, we swim. Yeah. Like we don't play around about our business. Like yeah. we are going to hit the ground running and we're going to make shit work. So yeah. it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. When I see people invest in us, like it's a beautiful thing because that's all we need. We just need the opportunity. Right. And we're good. Right. Well, <laughs> well, the last thing I would say on that is like I had read a stat, uh, I think it was a couple of years ago, but it was talking about the fact that Latin people, the greatest, uh, you know, hurdle they have to face is finding funding for starting their businesses. Right. Where right. white right. America gets, you know, traditional loans from banks where Latin people have historically had to go out of their own savings, borrow money from their own family, do all right. of the above to to create their business. And this adds an element of risk, right? It's basically right. either you your business is a success, which, of course, doesn't matter how great the idea, uh, you know, or how skilled you are. We never can guarantee the outcome of a thing like this. But you're putting your entire livelihood and your family's livelihood on the line here to start this business. So, of course, we're timid about wanting to start one potentially because we we know the uh, repercussions if it's not successful, that we are all out on the street at that point where white America right. doesn't have to deal with that same risk. Right. They know that if they lose the bank's money, you know, uh, they're, they're not necessarily going to have to be living in the poorhouse. Right. Or it's not Absolutely. losing all of their family's savings uh, at one right. time. Right. So, like, the thing is, like, with white America, from what I've seen, is that they already have the generational wealth there. Mm -hmm. So. Starting the business is not as big of a risk right. as you and I starting a business. Yeah, it's like you know. At the end of the day, if I lose the bank, if I lose a quarter million dollars, yeah, all this other stuff that I got that's generationally gotten, that's here. That's not the bank. The banks can't touch that. Right. You know what I mean. So if the risk is lower. Yeah. So yeah, what one hundred ten percent? So I mean, I, I love seeing that. I, I would love to see more people in a similar position to J Lo. Uh, you know, creating things like this because she's going to change the life of of six hundred thousand you know women in this country uh, without a doubt, man. So Anthony, it's been a pleasure getting to, to catch up with you on on all this stuff. The, the best and worst of of twenty twenty two as far as our perspective goes. Anything you want to push people to that you've been working on that they should be checking out? Follow me on YouTube. Def not and D E F F not N O T A N T. Nice. I'm starting a YouTube channel and uh, I'm trying to get the ball running there. So. Uh, follow me on YouTube. Of course, TikTok is always going to be there. Instagram is always going to be there. Def not and um, thank you so much, uh, Mr. Ramos, for having me on. <laughs> of course, I really appreciate it. Okay, Absolutely. don't be a stranger, bro. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> of course, bro. We'll we'll do it again in, in 2023. All right, man. Take care, man. Big shout out to my guest this week, Antonio Milian, for hopping on the show. Always love having him here, man. Uh, he'll definitely be back on the show next year in the new year, 2023, which is crazy to even say. Now, with that in mind, man, let's hear from y'all real quick. I want to get, man, some plans from you for 2023 in our Ask a Gringo segment. 
But first, let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And we're reflecting on what matters most. I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you get your podcast. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en Español.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Ask a gringo. All right, so for this week's Ask a Gringo segment and at DJ Drombos on Instagram, you'll be a part of these conversations as per usual. I wanted to, I know it's cliche, we'll keep it simple, we'll keep it light. Simply wanted to ask y'all, what is your New Year's resolution? I got a bunch of answers on here. I'm going to try to get to a couple of them over here. Let me see. At Elmer's World says, prioritize myself more. And I love that so much. I think, you know, so many of us, we we give to so many other people or we feel guilty uh, or or like we have to do something. You know, we, we have trouble saying no. And I've, I've talked about this in, in the podcast before, you know, but the idea of saying no is a form of self-care, right? You don't have to go out every weekend. You don't have to go to these things or these functions that you don't really want to be at. You're allowed to take time for yourself to rest and to just do things that you might enjoy. You're allowed to take time uh, by yourself or with your family, whatever makes sense for you at that time, you are allowed to do so. So I love that. Prioritize yourself just a bit more. At oh my Sam underscore says, starting each day without social media. I need to pour into myself when I start the day. And I love this. This is actually 
something that I had made a habit of. I've, I've kind of fallen off just a little bit to give myself a bit of a break from being super hardcore with my my morning routines. But generally speaking, I do not go on social media uh, in the morning until after I've like meditated, after I've journaled, uh, brushed my teeth, all that good stuff. And then, uh, you know, once that's all complete, once I've kind of done my ritual for the day to help me get things started on a positive foot, then I'll go on my phone and check my emails and check my social media. And it's been really, really good for me. And, and I've even been taking Sundays off from social media. I've been giving myself a social media detox on Sundays where I just, you know, don't check it at all. Don't bother with it. And, and that's been super helpful as well. I think to just disconnect a little bit and make sure you prioritize yourself first. You know, kind of like what we were talking about with uh, the last listener. But I also heard a quote that I think uh, put things in perspective for me, and it'll be the last thing I, I say on this, was that when you have social media open, like if you you know wake up, you open your phone on your bed, and you're going through social media, you're essentially letting all of those strangers into your bedroom, right? Like in real life, you wouldn't allow 100 strangers to just walk in your bedroom while you're in bed, right? So why would you do the same thing when it comes to social media, right? That's supposed to be a sacred place for you and, and whomever you, you share the bed bedroom with, if that's the case, if you have a partner um, or children, whatever it is. But that's a, a very sacred space. And, and when you begin to invite things like social media into there, uh, I think it begins to taint that space just a little bit. So just some food for thought for the new year. Last one at Gonzalez Andres underscore says, eat healthy, save money and find my soulmate. That's pretty beautiful right there. Eat healthy. I mean, that's something I got to get better. This last, uh, I don't know, a couple weeks, last month or so, I've been falling off and just eating everything in sight. I got to get back on track. I, I was pretty good for a little while eating healthy. But I mean, your body is is a temple, right? Uh, as we've, we've always heard. And eating is a part of that. I think, uh, you know, I've noticed for my mental health when I don't feel good as a result of something that I ate, uh, my mental health seems to suffer as well. Whereas when I am eating clean and and uh, making sure I'm, you know, not overeating and also not missing meals. I noticed that my my mental health feels a bit better. So that's definitely been a priority for me as of late. Saving money is always huge, you know, trying not to waste money on eating out and delivery and all that stuff, you know, spe- specifically delivery. I have a problem with Grubhub Seamless and just ordering stuff because uh, I'm tired and don't feel like, you know, cooking or whatever it might be. But it's just a waste of money when you figure all the you know, the driver's tip and the charges, the tax, service, all of the above, right? You're, you're spending un, un, uh, you know, necessary money right there that I could be saving, you know, and putting in other places, um, you know, not frivolously spending on clothing and not trying to like uh, scratch that itch of, of not feeling good about myself by buying something materialistic. You know, all of that I think is a great goal to have in mind. And when you talk about wanting to find your, your soulmate, I, I love that idea, that intention, you know, because I think that the little thing I'll say on this, I don't want to drag this on too long. I know for me, when I began to really set that intention, not just with words, but also with my actions and how I was sort of preparing for um, a life with, with you know, my, my soulmate and how I was uh, envisioning what I wanted and trying to make myself the type of person um, that, that would attract, you know, the type of soulmate that I was looking for. Um, and not to say that I had to like, change who I was or become somebody else, but that I wanted to show up as the best version of myself. And I wanted to figure out what that meant. I wanted to have my life in order uh, in, in every aspect so that I could be a partner that really brings something special to the table um, and, and attracts the, the highest quality person that would 
make me happy and be the type of human being I'm looking to spend the rest of my life with. And when I began to go into, you know, interactions with, with women with that intention in mind and even with myself, how I treated myself, what I spent my time doing when I wasn't, uh, you know, dating or whatever it was, you know, um, I, I definitely, I think, began to attract the right person. That's what happened with my, my girlfriend very randomly. Um, you know, we, we got in touch with one another and we, I haven't looked back, but it was one of those things that the universe, you know, just kind of dropped in my lap for this relationship, but it was because I set the intention and made sure that I was also doing the work on myself to, um, you know, be somebody who would be uh, a, a good partner uh, in the in long run. And that work still continues, but, you know, I think there's a lot of sort of preparation and, and dedication to um, the idea of wanting to find that soulmate, that forever partner that I think oftentimes gets overlooked. Now, with that said, thank y'all so much for your input on this, your New Year's resolutions. Um, I'm so excited for the new year and everything that it's going to bring for all of us. But uh, man, before we end this last episode of 2022, let's, of course, tie everything we talked about today in a neat little bow in a segment we call Conclusion Stew. Time for Conclusion Stew. Mm. All right, so quickly going to just kind of run through a little recap of this stuff. I know we probably missed a bunch of stuff. Some of y'all are going to be like mad that I missed this or that. Uh, I, I just kind of took a little bit of a of a man a, a second to kind of meditate on this last year and these are the topics that sort of um came up for me as far as best and worst i mean you know we talked about uh some of the worst roe v wade being overturned a woman's right to choose and and just the implications of people in this country wanting to be able to tell others how they can or cannot live their life or uh, more specifically how women can or can't you know uh choose what they want to do with their body right and we have a, a country that has historically tried to tell women, you know, what they, they can or cannot do. We live in a country as well where people claim to care so much about a child, but we have, um, you know, a, a, a really poor uh, man rate where when it comes to the maternal death rate in this country in comparison to other developed countries, we are uh, subpar. Our healthcare system is subpar. We don't provide, you know, um, adequate care for mothers after they, they give birth all of the above and to think that we're forcing them to bring a child into this world and and not letting them choose what they want to do with their bodies is crazy and especially when you talk about the people who are going to feel this the most it's going to be people of color people who are already disenfranchised who don't have a, a you know a large financial backing to go out somewhere and, and get this done they're going to be the ones who, who suffer the most now moving on to gun reform and and it's just Again, to me, when I look at this country, this is one of the darker spots currently um, because it, it just is so simple, cut and dry in my mind. And the only reason you would fight against things like universal background checks or mental health checks would be because you want to keep accepting these big checks and donations from the NRA. And you know that they will be upset if you make it harder for people to get guns. And that's just a disgusting way to think that the people in office who are supposed to be representing us, our best interests, that they're more concerned with collecting those checks and and maintaining that that power uh, by you know appealing to their extremist uh, base, the extremist side of their base. It, it's just really scary that that would be their priority. And then Kanye West, man, <sighs> let's pray for Kanye to get some help. And man, everybody else who's platforming this man and letting him you know 
hang himself essentially. Shame on you as well. And I, I what can you say? Mental health is real. Um, and it's it's a far cry from a person that I used to look up to a lot. And you just hope he gets the, the help he needs. And at the same time, he needs to be held accountable for for his actions as well. Now, when it comes to the best uh, of, of 2022, Donald Trump, I mean, listen, he's not in handcuffs as he should be. He is not, you know, completely, uh, you know, uh, disbarred from running for public office. But we are starting to see some accountability. We are starting to see the people who are in charge uh, become less afraid of actually trying to hold this man accountable for his crimes and his actions. And to me, that's a beautiful thing to see because it restores the faith that we all should have in this country that doesn't matter who you are, how powerful you are, that if you choose to break the law, if you choose to uh, become a threat to democracy in this country, you will be held accountable just like anyone else. And that's what we need to see. We need to restore that faith in our Justice Department country as a whole. Now, Bad Bunny, man, 2022 was his year. Uh, also, I forgot to mention he, he made his movie debut with Brad Pitt. And it's just beautiful to see, kind of like what Anthony was talking about. He has been such a beacon of hope and amazing representation for uh, Puerto Ricans and Latinos as a whole to just show how far we can truly go and that we don't have to sacrifice parts of ourselves or change to make other people comfortable just to find success. You know, we can still be unapologetically ourselves. And as far as, you know, uh, our craft, if we, we focus on it and become great at it, people will have no choice but to embrace us. Um, and those sort of gatekeepers that create these asinine rules about language and, and you know, uh, people not being able to understand Latin culture, like they're all just proven wrong by by this man. And he's just kicking down doors for Latinos as a whole, uh, whether he realizes or not. And kind of touching on a, a couple of the quick ones that I did Wednesday on Netflix with Jenna Ortega. I've talked about this a bunch already. Amazing show. I think she crushed it again. I think this begins to dispel a lot of the falsehoods that the gatekeepers in Hollywood or the music industry in Bad Bunny's case have tried to talk when it, when it comes to Latin culture and what is viable for a, a you know, uh, widespread audience, right? And that Latin stories or Latin characters are not just in, uh, you know, uh, not just supposed to exist in, in Latin movies or, or Latin audience um, targeted, you know, uh, media, that they can exist in, in normal television and uh, telling universal stories and people will still appreciate it, even if it is a Latin character, uh, you know, with with Latin culture and, and mentioning their culture in their, their storytelling as well. So I think that's what Wednesday did for me. And then, man, last thing, Jennifer Lopez partnering with that nonprofit and empowering 600,000 Latina entrepreneurs. I've talked about this a ton, but in a country where the Latino wage gap is horrendous and where Latinos as a as a community when it comes to starting businesses, we are forced to use our own life savings and borrow from family members and the added pressure that that puts on us to be successful uh, business owners, you know, that it's just an unfair disadvantage that we have to our white counterparts, you know, and something like this is going to help, you know, uh, be a springboard for so many women out there, Latin women who want to, you know, have ownership in what they do, have that financial freedom and inevitably create that generational wealth that we're all looking for. And and not only looking for, but that we need as a community, as a culture to help, you know, give us more and more seats at the table and, and the ones that we rightfully uh, deserve, you know, because money is power. And when we are no longer in the struggle and no longer living in La Brega, 
that is when we, you know, are able to really make change for, for our community as a whole and make sure that we have our voices heard. Man, now with that said, I want to genuinely thank each and every one of you for making this probably one of the best years of my entire life. And I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not just bullshitting you. I'm not just saying that. Um, I'm genuinely just humbled by the growth that we've had over this last year with the podcast. I mean, ending season one, now beginning season two. Um, shout out to the whole iHeart family, the Michael Tura podcast family for believing in me from day one. And and all of you guys who, who listen, you know, you're a part of, of this story. There is no show without you. And I know probably every host says that, but that's the, the real, you know, uh, the real truth, right? That's the beauty of, of podcasting is that, you know, we, we live and die with the audience essentially, right? It's not like radio where you have a built-in audience and you're just a talking head and for the most part, you're easily replaceable and, and somebody will just uh, come and fill your shoes, you know, and obviously there's some exceptions to that, but that's sort of the general mentality when it comes to something like radio, where in podcasting, you know, we're, we're living and dying by the people who listen to it each and every week or twice a week in, in our case for the show. So I really genuinely appreciate you guys uh, for, for helping me make my dreams come true. And I'm always here a DM away at DJ Dramos. If you ever need anything, I try to get back to everybody. Um, it sometimes takes me a little bit longer than, than other times, but I always get back to you. Uh, any questions, you know, suggestions for the show, whatever it is, like this is your platform just as much as it is mine. So please, it's an open door. Always feel free to hit me up. Now, with that said, I'm going to enjoy the next couple of weeks off, man. We are going to, man, I was saying we, I am going to unplug. Hope you get to do the same. I'm going to travel, uh, hopefully a little bit and, and spend some time with the family. Most importantly, and then we'll be back on January 10th with a brand new episode. Um, so, man, with that in mind, thank you all so much again. Dramos.com for that merch, for them speaking engagements. And leave us a, a review. You know, if you haven't yet, like, subscribe. All that stuff really helps. Share it with a friend uh, while you're on the break here. I really appreciate that. And so then, everybody have an amazing, beautiful holiday season. Happy New Year. Man, Pat yourself on the back for making it through another year. Learn whatever lessons you need to and make 2023 your best year yet. And uh, man, I'll catch y'all in the new year. Until then, stay safe. Talk to you soon. Peace. Life as a Gringo is a production of iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. 
Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 